Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 35, and all together with those five seasons and these 35 episodes of this season, it's 229 episodes of goodness. I'm Craig. And my name is Britt. And Britt, we are back after some time off because allergies are stupid. How are you? And I and I needed I needed some time to process the Tyreek Hill situation. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> I needed some time to process it, to read all about it, and, you know, but so I'm doing all right. But, um, yeah, an allergy season sucks, and it, you and I always get it very bad and very early. By the end of May, when most people are like, but allergies suck, we'll be like, we're fine. Yeah, March, uh, March and April are not fun months, especially with the weather changing every other two hours. I mean, that's the thing. And that, <clears throat> that's it. People will be like, well, what, how can you have allergies? It's freezing out. It's 32 degrees. Yeah. But it was 45 to 50 the days before. Right. Mm-hmm. I get 48 <clears throat> as a high. I get 46 as a high. And on that day where it's freezing, I am miserable <laughs> because all the pollen has flown into the air and now it's just hanging there in the cold air. It's bad. But. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so tonight, only because of allergies, I am drinking a generic uh, lemon seltzer. Oh, nice. So, Very nice. I am drinking diet soda because I am leaving for vacation in about four weeks, and I have to fly. People who know me know I don't like to fly normally. People who don't know me now know that I don't like to fly, <laughs> but... Don't know that I'm actually a very large physical human being. <laughs> large to the point, bipedal mammal. <laughs> I'm a large bipedal mammal, which was how Tom described me once on the phone. What's a Brit? It's a large bipedal mammal. <laughs> when you're getting on a plane and you're a heavy person, policies matter. And I didn't get the plan this trip. Neither did my wife. Part of a cruise package. Yep, we're going on a boat in COVID. I don't care if I die on the boat. I'll die happy. Um, but we didn't get to choose our airline. So I'm like, okay, give me an airline that doesn't like, isn't bad with fat people. And I get Alaskan Airlines and find out that Alaskan Airlines only has like three different kinds of jets. It's, it's seats are all standard and they're 17 inches wide. 17 inches. Craig, you are not yeah. what I would consider an obese individual. I dare you to go and measure a section of 17 inches and sit in it comfortably. Um, let me just let me just kind of eyeball it here. Uh, a foot and a half you're basically working with. Yeah, yeah, and that's like kind of like half of the size of the table I'm using right now, and that would be pretty annoying. That's like a stadium it's, seat, probably a little bigger ex- than a stadium seat. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. It's a stadium seat. So now I go and I look. Okay, well, what's their policy if I'm too fat to fly? Right? Oh, well, mm. they just charge you for another seat. That ain't happening. I am not paying another $400 for this flight. Mm-hmm. So, Brit is on strict no-carb coherence until this happens, and that includes beer. There are so a lot of tonight, carbs in beer. I, would, I, I was looking at my fridge, and I have some delicious-looking beer in the fridge right now. I picked up some stuff at Tribus this weekend before I find out uh, I had to do this. And... <laughs> Now I'm just like, I really want a beer tonight, and I can't because my fat ass has to get on a plane, and I do not want to pay for two seats. Now, I know the airlines aren't that terrible about it, as long as you're not blocking an aisle. I mean, I've seen pictures of guys who are literally sitting on armrests because they don't. I'm not that wide of an individual, but I'm a wide enough of an individual that I know 17 inches is going to be tight. 
I think it's time for normal people. Yeah, I, I think stadium seats are uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to have to take a six-hour flight in one of these things. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to be good and just not drink beer. So, so uh... for the next couple episodes, we're going to be beer-free. Sorry. Maybe I'll pour myself a scotch at some point. There you go. Or, scotch. or vodka. There you go. Vodka. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. But anyway, let's get on with it. There's a lot going on since we last spoke. Let's get to burning hot takes. Do you want to start by giving or receiving? I will give. All right. What do you got for me? Um, so the first thing I got for you is because of the Tyreek Hill trade. Yeah. Um, and because of the now they're the... It's the Tyreek Hill-infused Dolphins. Yes. With two as their quarterback, and I don't know who their running back is. They are now being picked as the Cinderella team for next season. Do uh-huh. you... What are your... What's what's the Brit odds on that actually happening? It does not matter if you have the fasti- fastest and best deep threat in the game if you don't have a quarterback that can throw it to him. And so Tyreek Hill is going to become a very much across the middle runner where he, a catcher where he is not great except in scoring situations and a comeback catcher, which means he and two are going to have to get on the same page. And I think that's going to be a problem with, with uh, Tua to answer your question. The, the starting running back right now, there is tagged to be chase Edmonds. Um, but they also have Raheem Mostert there and miles Gaskin. So, who knows what will happen there? Um, no, I don't think I don't think this makes the Dolphins better. I don't think this makes uh, Tyreek Hill better. Tyreek Hill is plummeting down most experts' um, cheat sheets already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to the fantasy guru the other day who said that you know on the air he said I said it on the air the day the trade happened that I think this Tyreek Hill falls out of the top three receivers in the league, maybe even out of the top five. And he got a whole bunch of hate for it. And he was like, listen, there's nobody there to get him the ball. The backup is Teddy Bridgewater. And I would feel better about Tyreek Hill's chances with Teddy Bridgewater as a starter over Tua. Tua has done nothing to show me he can get the ball downfield. Nothing. And so, no, I, I, don't, I don't buy into the Dolphins suddenly being decent. And I, I don't buy into the fact that this is going to be a good thing. For um, for uh, for for Hill, what are your ta- what are your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same page with you. I don't. Ever since they drafted Tua, I feel like the Dolphins didn't really want him as a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, it's I just don't... like this weird vibe I get from the Dolphins, like reading and listening about them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not there in their building, whatever, but it just feels like everything you hear that coming out of it is like. They're like, yeah, two is our quarterback for now. He he gets the ball, throws it. <laughs> yes. So the and then, longest. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say too. If you look at you look at like how Patrick Mahomes plays, I can't. And how, this, this is the thing: you had Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill, right? Right. At any given point in the game, it's very possible they would throw a very long pass at Tyreek Hill. How and long it, is very long? I'm, my definition of very long is over 40 yards or 40 okay. plus yards. Okay. That could happen with the Chiefs, with those three, at any given time in the game, multiple yes. times in said game. Yep. I see that happening with the Dolphins offense like 
once a game, but like when they're down by 14. Like, I don't see yeah. that happening on a consistent basis. And just going by now, with it being almost April 1st, I just don't, I don't see it working, but we'll, we'll see. I agree. I agree. First off, the longest completed pass he threw this year was 65 yards. That doesn't mean he threw it 65 yards in the air. That means he that the, the play went for 65 yards. Right. So okay. it, should, it could have been a, a uh, like a screen pass. Yak. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a yak. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see here. Let's see here. Oh, here it is. Uh, on November 21st, he completed a 65-yard pass to Mac Hollins. Who? For a touchdown. <laughs> Mac Hollins. Exactly. <laughs> now, he had a 64 to Albert Wilson, and he had a 57 to Jalen Waddle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those are three <laughs> passes. Okay, so three passes over 50 yards. If I go look up Mahomes, is he going to have more than three passes over 50 yards all of last season? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm going right now. I'm going, pulling up his splits. Uh, oh, no, here it is. It's under plays. Plays passing 2021. All right, so what do they say? It was three over 50 and five over 40 total? Yeah, I think here so. Here we go. 75 yards to Tyreek Hill, 69 yards to Travis Kelsey, 53 yards to Miko Hardman, 50 yards to Derek Core. So he only had four over 50, okay. but he had two over 60. In the 40-yard variety, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's <clears> got <throat> more 40 to 50-yard passes than Tua has of anything 40-plus. So if I take out 50-plus... And say, I'm just going to look at to, to everything Tua's got that's 40-plus versus Mahomes 40-50. to 50. Mahomes still wins that fight. Yep. That I have no faith, none, that, that he's going to, that, that they're going to, they're going to be able to do anything here. None. Nope. I, I just. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, they're, Miami's in this weird spot where they're just, uh, they're like, oh, Tom Brady's not in our division anymore. We can try to win. And they're just going about it in a very stupid, stupid manner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so wait a minute. Hold on a second. I'm going to dig even one notch deeper. <clears throat> okay. So that 75-yard pass was to Tyreek Hill. Any to Byron against, Pringle. <laughs> uh, Byron Pringle's longest was a 40 for a touchdown against the Ravens in September. Okay. But Tyreek Hill, of those, of those, okay, so I'm looking at 40-plus. I said, well, he's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He's got 11 total 40-plus. Three of those catches are Tyreek Hill. Three of them. Hmm. I, I just, I'm telling you, it's just, I, I don't see it. I don't see it working. And so, no, I'm not excited about it. I'm even less excited about the fact that, you know, I was reading, I'm like, how did this happen? Everything was going so well. How, how did this, what happened here? And then I read the two most dreaded words in all of sports contract talks. Oh. When Tyreek Hill's agent, comma, Drew Rosenhaus. Oh. oh. This is all because of the Adams deal. They had a deal in principle, according to sources that I, I've talked to, well, sources I've talked to, sources I've listened to, um, I'm drawing a complete bang. Uh, Adam Kaplan talked about this on The Guru last week. And he was like, yeah, they, they had a deal done in principle. And then Devontae Adams gets traded. And all of a sudden, Hill and Rosenhaus are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If this is the market, 
you got to come up to this. And the Chiefs were like, there is no way we can come up to that. Do you see the quarterback we're paying? Do you see the best tight end in all of football? These guys over here. Oh, by the way, to try and get you guys a championship, get him a championship, we brought in a whole bunch of defensive guys. We don't have the money. And that's when they were like, all right, well, we'd like a trade. And I don't think the Chiefs thought he was going to do it because Rosenhaus has bluffed like this before. And so it did. They, they went out and they worked out a trade. And good for Miami to getting them. It's not saving your team. Tyreek Hill is not saving your team. No. Not with the way it's set up right now. He's not. No. No, there's no way. All right. My burning hot take for you. The, in, the, in the aftermath, for lack of a better term, of everything that happened this week. And this is going to be another Chiefs question. Mm-hmm. The NFL power rankings were revised last week. Okay. The guy who writes the NFL power power rankings for NFL.com, Dan Hansis, puts the Chiefs, had the Chiefs at two. Hmm. He drops the Chiefs to nine hmm. based solely off the Tyreek Hill trade. Okay. Do the Chiefs really take that big a hit? Um I don't I don't think well, if I was doing it. I would combine all the receivers that they lost, not just Hill. I don't think I would drop them down all the way to nine. Mm-hmm. But you know, we in our group chat we we listed everyone that's gone. So I really don't know who the Chiefs are going to throw to now. <laughs> so that and this is the thing. Other than other One. than the other than Kelsey, but okay, you're going to throw to Kelsey, but he's going to be triple teamed every other play. So then, who are you going to throw to then? <laughs> you know, fair. That's fair. And, you know, um, Cinch was talking to us this week, and he was like, he, he said to us, he goes, don't worry, the Chiefs will go out and draft somebody. The Chiefs have not historically done a great job with drafting wideouts. And that includes the Andy Reid era. And that's why I went, I was like, listen, this is one of the oldest franchises in the NFL, and its 10th best receiver in terms of yardage is Eddie Kennison. Remember him? <laughs> yes. He played there for like seven or eight years. Dwayne Bowe is still in our top five. Wow. So, <laughs> listen, it's don't don't say, well, don't worry. Andy Reid knows what he's no. Andy Reid does not know what he's doing when it comes to wideouts <clears throat> and not drafting them. <laughs> yes, Miko Hardman was a draft pick and a miss, and he's mad <laughs> for some he, reason. <laughs> Demarcus Robinson was a swing and a miss. Okay, you can't blame him for Pringle. Pringle was an undrafted free agent. You can't blame him for wasting the pick there. But, like, there's a list. There's, like, they've drafted, since they drafted Tyreek Hill, they've drafted, like, six wideouts. And only, like, the only two that were with the team this year were Robinson and and Hardman. Everybody else was gone. And, by the way, don't forget, Demarcus Robinson was drafted the same year as as Hill and drafted two rounds ahead of him. Don't ever forget that. Hill was Was a late-round find. Yes. Wow. The same draft class. So, I don't have any faith here. And I'm just, I, I hate this, whatever deal just happened, an agent's got to go hold my beer and get $5 more for his guy yep. because <clears throat> bad deals happen and it, 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 we're just inflating the market and eventually the market's going to collapse. Eventually players are going to start to find that it's like, like Hill, if you want to play for a contender, who were the two teams that lined up to get Tyreek Hill? Uh, Miami and the Jets. Are either one of them going to the playoffs this year? Have either one no. been to the playoffs in a meaningful way? I'm not talking about, oh, we're 7-9 and nine and we sneaked in with a tiebreaker. I'm not talking about that shit. 
Uh, not Have in some time, them... no. <laughs> when was the last time either team made serious playoff runs? Um, and I think I can save you looking it up by Mark saying, Sanchez. I think <laughs> it's Mark Sanchez and the butt fumble. Yeah. And These that teams was, have not been relevant yeah, a decade. These teams have not been relevant for over a decade. And so why are they chasing him? Because they can afford to, and they can afford to because their teams are not good. Right. Now, if spending a lot of money automatically made you good, the Cowboys would have a lot more championships. Yeah, but so, so would the Yankees. <laughs> good teams don't come cheap unless they got a lot of young players. And young players get older, and then they move on. It happens. So I'm upset by the Hill departure, but I'm not shocked by it. I'm not, I was shocked at how quickly it unraveled. That was it. So. True. Now, I, is, is Rosenhaus Adams' agent, too? Adam. Devontae Adams? Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. Let me look it up. It's curious. Power of the internet. Devontae. We'll do it live. Devontae Adams' agent. Do, 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 do. Mayfield Sports Marketing. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. This is, this is his appearance, people. Oh. <laughs> this is not his, his sports agent. Who is... Where is he? It's got to be under Sport Track, right? Sport Track, like, covers all this stupid shit. Current uh, contract, average know, salary. If anyone. Words. Words. Wow, they actually don't print who his agent is. Huh. All right. Well, we'll have to look that up. In any event. So, all right, what do you got for me? <laughs> all right, so my last question to you is, the more I hear about the owner of the Colts, the more I, like, he annoys me. So, as you know, he they have moved on from Carson Wentz, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Ursray wouldn't even meet with Carson Wentz. They just tossed him away. I'm not and, shocked. And he said... For us, this is, we're talking about the Carson Wentz era, quote unquote. For us, it was something we had to move away from as a franchise. Um, and it's basically saying that it was, it's a mistake that he even, you know, they even got Wentz. Um, yeah. I, I just want to point out that he, it's his team. So yeah. if anyone's going to blame anyone for who the quarterback is, it's the owner. Really? Well, so I mean, I, yeah, I mean. That's where the buck stops, right? If for me, yeah. And you know, I mean, then you have then you have the coach. Um, what's his face? Well, the general uh, manager, and then you got Frank Reich, the coach. Frank, well, yeah, Frank Reich is like, well, we should. It wasn't really his fault. <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't know. I just think Ursary is blaming everyone else but himself for oh, yeah. getting Carson Wentz. That's yeah, their quarterback. <laughs> Sports are unique in the business world in that most business owners are primaries like that, unless they're the president, CEO, and they're involved in the day-to-day. Stuff like that is way outside their um, their direct control. You know, I mean, think about like a major corporation, like I'm right, just going to toss out a name, GM, okay? GM has a president, CEO, who is not an owner of the company. <laughs> it's It's not, it's not... This sports are unique in that respect that most of the time the owners are now smaller companies or family old companies or older companies. Yeah. Usually it's like Ford. There's been like guys with the last name Ford who have run Ford since it was in, in, in started, you know, not, I don't think there's one currently, but it, like recently, like last 10 years, one of the great grandsons of, of 
Henry Ford was running that place. Um, so yes, so it's unique in that respect. But at the same time, that's where the buck has to stop. I mean, if Ursay's going to sit there and say, well, I trusted my guys to get this right, and they said, we're going to bring Carson Wentz, and I said, I don't know, but I'm going to let you guys do your business, that's fine. That's not typically what we see out of sports owners, and that's definitely not what we're used to with guys like Jerry Jones. I think Ursay is more of a hands-off owner than most, personally. That's mm. just, he likes yeah, to tweet. He, he likes to tweet. He likes to yell about things. He likes to get himself in trouble. But in terms of the day-to-day, I honestly don't know how much he's involved with it. But at the same time, it's his organization. You're right. You've got to put the foot down. If you don't think you should bring him here, then don't bring him here. You're the one signing the checks. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I'm saying. The, <laughs> the final decision has to rest with you. Has to. I don't know. It just so. it drives me it drives me up a wall. All right. So another news too. So that we'll, we'll move on from our uh, our burning hot takes. I got a significant issue with this Deshaun Watson situation. Significant issue. I do not have an issue with the fact that the Browns traded for him. I do not have a fact a, a problem with the fa- fact that they traded for him while these allegations are still over his head. My issue is that they traded for him and then handed him $230 million with these allegations over his head. Yeah, this and they, is, this... they gave him a million dollars to keep in case he gets suspended. <laughs> yes, and that's, and that's it. I think I would say, well, we're not going to have to pay it if, we, if, he, if he doesn't play. If he goes on the commissioner's exempt list, then we're just going to be able to not pay him. You ran Baker out of town. On this, and Baker's still there. I think that's why he's still there because they don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun. So they let Baker go, and Deshaun gets um, suspended. They have uh, no one. <laughs> Honestly, if I were Baker Mayfield, I would wait until the day before camp started, and I would announce my retirement. And I know, I know that's 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 absurd. He's never going to do that. That's absolutely what I would do, because you at this point you owe this team nothing. Nothing. Now we can sit here and debate, and the debate has happened inside our, our 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 podcasters team for about two weeks now. How good or bad Baker Mayfield is? Okay, we all have differing opinions on that. Here is a fact, not an alternative fact, <laughs> not something said at the political rally where somebody says, and they always approach me and say, "Sir, thank you so much, sir." Not that this actually happened. And is an indisputable objective fact. Baker Mayfield took this team to the playoffs. He did. Well, it's not a real playoff run. They were just a wild card. They after. They won a game. They, they did win a playoff game <laughs> on the road in Pittsburgh. They ended Pittsburgh's season in 2020. This is a fact. And the response is, well, we need to move away from him. No. No, if he's not a good enough quarterback, that's fine. But the way Cleveland has handled this, Cleveland Cleveland was like, well, you're out, but we're not going to trade you. Because we might we need have you. To sit here. <laughs> yeah, we might need you. So you guys have to sit there and take this indignity that you didn't do anything to deserve, by the way. You're maybe an average quarterback, but you still have done more for the city of Cleveland than, the, and this is not even a joke, the last 20 quarterbacks combined. 
<laughs> He's got more wins than like everybody who precedes hey, you, him all the way you back. You leave Achilles Brady Smith. Quinn alone. <laughs> Have you ever seen the 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 weed didn't start the fire parody? No. <laughs> I think it was the Dan Patrick show. It was either Dan Patrick or Colin Coward had their producers put together a list of every quarterback who had started a game for the Cleveland Browns since their last playoff appearance mm-hmm. and set it and set it to the set it to the, the the music of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> and it's like a minute and a half long clip where they just read off names. And it is that bad. And this is how this guy's getting treated. So Cleveland has absolutely butchered this situation. You alienated the only quarterback to bring you to a playoff this millennium. And you brought in a guy who, A, is questionable in his moral standing. B, may not play. And C, you said you vetted, which was very quickly debunked by the media who called like six people who know Deshaun Watson, including the lawyer who's suing him, and said, (laughs) did anyone from Cleveland call you? And they were all like, nope. (laughs) This is an absolute embarrassment for the league and Cleveland Browns fans should be outraged. Did you see what happened with Jim Tomey and his wife, by the way? I did. That's kind of crazy. That there's a so before baseball. I turn this over to Craig to get his thoughts, because I'm kind of ranting at this point. Yeah, no, go ahead. Jim Tomey's, Jim Tomey and his wife are season ticket holders for the Browns. They've told them they're not renewing. They don't feel good about this move. They don't like this. They, this is not something they want to support. And that's fine. Well, he's innocent until he's proven guilty. Absolutely. But people who are waiting to be found, waiting for some sort of legal issue, don't typically get guaranteed raises on their way to the courthouse. Not normally, no. (laughs) A guy who embezzles, I'm going to use GM again, embezzles GM and gets fired is not usually picked up by Nestle on his way to go plead at the courthouse. And that's exactly what happened here. With a raise. (laughs) A very large raise. (laughs) This is not normal. I am I I am incensed by this. And again, okay, so you sit down Baker at the end of the year and go, listen, Baker, you, you did your thing. We do feel like we need to start talking about maybe some succession things here. You've done what you can, but we have concerns. We're gonna be upfront with you because we feel you we owe you that. Here's where we stand. And we might go get Baker May we might go get Deshaun Watson. How do you feel about that? What do you how do you how can we make this look both for both of us? And then you vet Deshaun Watson's claims before you hand him a contract. And oh, by the way, you don't guarantee every penny of it. Yep. <laughs> no, the you're Cleveland you're Browns. Right. Baker Mayfield blew an extinguisher into the burning dumpster fire. He extinguished the dumpster fire in 2020, and the team rewarded him by saying, "Great job." but we just lit the entire trash recycling plant behind you on fire. <laughs> All right, your thoughts on this? Because I've been ranting. You could t- this, it's, not even, it's not even about you brought in a guy with these accusations over his head. It's that you, the way you did it, if you do this differently, you can probably sit there and say, okay, we, we, we believe in second chances. We believe this guy, or we believe this guy isn't guilty. We, we think this can work. The way they did this is so so bad that you have to wonder who's running this show there. All right, go on. I'm going to be quiet for a minute. I want to yeah, hear you. No, it, <laughs> look, 
I've said for a long time, as much as Cinch disagrees with me, it, I do not hate the Browns, but they are horribly, horribly mismanaged and unorganized. Always have been. And they have been for an extreme, like since they came back into existence, we'll go by that marker. Since they came back into existence as the Cleveland Browns, they have just been a mess. Like an absolute... Yeah. And I'm a Bengals fan, so I know how, what it's like to have your team be a mess. But it's like, at least for example, like with the Bengals, it was always like they were always teetering and kind of being good, but they would just they would like just fuck something up royally, like one major way or another, and then it would just repeat, go on repeat. The Browns... Every year, it's something else. I mean, usually it's their quarterback, as you know, he just talked about that giant list of quarterbacks they've had. But it just seems like, you know, like a couple years, was it two seasons ago, since time is messed up in my head, where they went through like three coaches in a season? <laughs> who, who, I'm sorry, who is this, the Browns? Yeah. Yeah, it was like five years ago, yeah. But yeah, it was like the yeah. year before Baker got there. Yeah, right when Baker got there. But it was just yeah. it just seems like the Browns just don't have any... It's like they just throw stuff at a dartboard. They're like, okay, we'll do that this year. It just doesn't make sense. And this whole thing, this whole thing with, like you mentioned, with them vetting Deshaun, like you, you didn't stop lying. Just you did it wrong. You did it wrong, or you didn't do it, and then stop saying that you know we care about people and blah 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 because you you don't. You're just trying to win now, and you're not going to. <laughs> it's yep. so. I don't know. The Browns so, are just a mess. Without a without mess. listing, without without playing the song for you, the last time <clears> the Browns <throat> appeared in the playoffs mm -hmm. was 2002. This is before last. Obviously, they played in 2020. They beat the Steelers. Then they lost to the Chiefs. Granted. Okay. But since 2002, this is a list of every quarterback who has started for... You go ahead, I want you to do me a favor here because I'm going to read these names. I want you to count off in your head. Okay. Just keep a running track. Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb, Jeff Garcia, Luke McCown, Kelly Holcomb back again. Don't count him again. Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Ken Dorsey, Bruce Gradkowski, uh, Colt McCoy, Jake Delhomme, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Whedon, Thad Lewis, Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel, Connor Shaw, who the hell is Connor Shaw? <laughs> Ugh, Josh McCown, Austin Davis, Cody Kessler, Robert Griffin III, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan, Baker Mayfield, Tyra. Okay, so wait, let's stop there. Kevin Hogan. So take Baker Mayfield. How many was that? That was 27. <laughs> In 16 years, you started 27 different quarterbacks. <laughs> well, injuries happen. This isn't all injury, guys. Oh, I, I think most of those are not injury. <laughs> the only person who's on this list in more than two years is Tim Couch at the very beginning of it. I'm look, I'm, I'm scanning it. I think Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson was there in 2006, 7, and 8, and 2009. He was there four years. McCoy was only there for two years. Seneca was there for two years. So what, what year did they come back? What year was that? Was that 2002? Uh, 1999. 99. They suspended operations from 1996 to 1998. So, yes. The last time they had a quarterback that started 16 games before Baker Mayfield was Tim Couch in 2001. That was his rookie year. I'm sorry, no, that was his third year. This team has never done well. I, they brought in RG3. 
The RG3 experiment didn't last a year. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> and again, I know people sit there, oh, you're just raging on the fact because you don't like he's got sexual assault. I don't like the fact that he's got sexual assault. And it's not just like him. one or two people. It's like 22 people. 22. <laughs> he has 22 civil lawsuits. Just... Well... But they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't find him for the grand jury. He's not going to face criminal charges. That doesn't matter when it comes to civil charges. I again, I work in HR for Human Services. I the the. How do I put this without getting myself in trouble? The minutia between what is criminally chargeable and what the state considers a violation is so minor. I have seen people do things that the police department won't touch, but the state of Connecticut punishes. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen licenses revoked. I have seen people lose livelihoods. And the police sit there and go, well, that's technically not a violation of the law. But the state goes, well, no, but that's a violation of the state policies. There are levels here, folks. Just because you don't go to jail for a crime does not mean you are not civilly liable. Ask O.J. Simpson. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's true. End that's of story, right there. You want the most? You want the most easiest? The easiest pop culture reference of all time on how you can not go to jail for something criminal but still be found liable and civil. There it is. I'm not going to get into whether or not OJ is a murderer. I'm not getting there. Here's what I know. Here's again. Here's a fact. OJ Simpson was acquitted of murder and was found guilty by a trial in civil court. Yes. <clears throat> it happens. So the fact that the Sean Watson isn't being tried here at, if, in, in criminal court is irrelevant. It does not matter. And yes, I just heard the rock in my head saying it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter here. And the fact that the Browns just sat there and said, this is fine, while the burning building raged on is just insane to me. They, did, they, did, they tried so hard to get it right the last two years. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They got him straightened out. And when I say straightened out, I mean he didn't have any massive episodes. Yeah, he didn't true, true. He didn't fall into nets. He didn't kick them or propose to them. He didn't throw socks into the, the stadium. <laughs> he didn't rip his jersey off, run across the back of an end zone, and quit in the middle of a game. He didn't have anything outrageous. Okay? He got himself straightened out there. Kareem Hunt went there with this huge issue. And there's a, there's a great example of how you do it right, right? Kareem Hunt had this massive issue. He gets cut by the Chiefs. He ends up on the commissioner's exempt list. And he goes there after he gets everything settled. And he's been trying to rebuild his career. That's the way you deal with these kinds of adversity. Not, oh my God, here's $230 million. Because as long as, long as you don't end up on the commissioner's exempt list. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to rant on this for so long, but no, it's just, no, it's, it's so it's, upsetting. No, it makes it makes sense. And it's like, you know, it kind of shows it kind of sets this weird example. Be like, hey, see, you can get accused yes. of all this stuff and then you can still become do whatever you want kind of thing. And this comes to the problem that everybody has with the NFL. Ray Rice isn't suspended until there's a video of him punching a woman. Kareem Hunt is suspended. He, 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 he tells the Chiefs about the altercation, but downplays it, and then the security footage comes out. Yep. You cannot trust 20-year-old men with millions of dollars at their disposal 
to always make good decisions. <laughs> that is true. Especially if they're somewhere by themselves or with like one other person. <laughs> Remember when Amari, was it Amari Cooper? No, it was the other guy. Who was the receiver who was in Dallas before Amari Cooper? The one uh, who was in trouble all the time. Who's that guy? Michael Irvin. <laughs> no, after him. I just remember he wanted the new deal, and and Jimmy Jones was like, I'll give you a new deal, but I'm assigning a security detail. And he literally gave him a chaperone, and he was pissed. Oh, my God. What the hell was his name? Um, I don't know. We'll Dallas Cowboys <laughs> wide receivers all time. Des Bryant. Oh, yes. How I don't remember that. I, I just... I, but I remember Des wanted a new deal, and Jerry Jones was like, yup, but I'm not screwing up with this investment. I'm not handing you all this money with your track record. You don't have a good track record. And sometimes these guys do, and sometimes these guys don't. I was, I, you know what I learned this week? Hmm. Do you know who Lamar Jackson's agent is? Who? His mother. <laughs> That's awesome. I shit you not. He has to list a, a representative for him on his form, and he lists his mom. <laughs> That's awesome. And he and supposedly he does all his own negotiations, but he has to list somebody, or, and he lists his mother. That's amazing. Actually, he he was pretty he was pretty upset this week because there's all these these rumors started that he wanted to leave Baltimore and he wasn't happy there, and he was like, I have no idea where all of this came from because I never said that. <laughs> I'll tell you where it came from. It came from bored people who feel like they need to create something. Listen, when you listen. We are 40 minutes into this episode screaming about drama, and we have yet to use the name Aaron Rodgers. No, not at all. We didn't use it once other than right now. That is the first time I've spoken that name tonight, and I'm ranting about drama, and he has not come up yet. People look for stuff to talk about during the offseason. Sometimes it's legit. Sometimes it's manufactured. Isn't, I there think that, just uh, isn't that there, that weird thing your brain does when you're looking for something? It will find it even if it's not there sort of thing. Confirmation bias. There you go. It's called confirmation bias. If I tell you, and this is actually a real conspiracy on the internet, that birds are actually mechanical uh, observational things. Have you seen this? I have. <laughs> okay. So the short version is there are people out there who actually believe that birds went extinct a long time ago, like all birds. And the birds you see in the sky are actually monitoring devices that the government uses to keep an eye on all of us. Okay? <laughs> if you go birds monitoring devices, and you really want to believe that birds aren't real, you'll scroll by the first three that say hoax or debunked, and you will get to your crazy Uncle Eddie.eu backslash Russia <laughs> dot backslash birds. <laughs> and that's what you'll read. That's called confirmation bias. That is when you sit there and you go, I have this idea in my head and I want to believe it's true. So I'm going to go look for material that makes it true. And you see it a lot in politics. I'm not going to rage about politics. Don't worry. But you see a lot in politics and conspiracy theories, but you can see it in sports too. You can see it in sports too. You hear from one guy. So here's how stuff like this can easily start. Um, oh, his name just flew out of my head. The guy we're talking about. Oh my God, I am raging tonight. <laughs> Baltimore Deshaun... quarterback. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Lamar Jackson's out at dinner with some friends. And somebody at the table behind him hears him say, yeah, man, rough season. 
I wish I could tell you I was happy about it, but the way things have been going, man, I don't know. We got to do something different. That person tells somebody else who calls a sports writer and says, I just heard Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore. Shit like that happens. That's true. That definitely would happen. Or probably or may have did. May have did. May have happened. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes reportedly took his brother out to lunch a week after the, after the Super Bowl, and all of the newspapers were like, Jackson Mahomes is going to be banned from Chiefs sideline. <laughs> you can't have lunch with your goddamn brother? <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's true. Although, you know, when they were out to dinner at that Mexican restaurant, Patrick did look pretty upset with the two of them. <laughs> and I'm sure that's what fueled this. Maybe his paella wasn't cooked right. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But that's the thing. People make these leaps and these assumptions. I don't think Lamar's unhappy. You know what would make Lamar unhappy is if Mora, uh, if not Mora, Harbaugh left. If Harbaugh leaves, I think, because I think Harbaugh, the only reason Harbaugh hasn't retired is because of Lamar. He got three more years. Yeah. So. And Harbaugh wanted to quit before Lamar got there, if you remember. Yeah, he, he was, was like, kinda, I don't know if I want to like, do this. He's like, yeah, I'm done, I think. <laughs> yeah. He was ready to announce his retirement. They talked him out of it. They were like, nope, we're, we're going to, here's here's our plan. Here's what, and, and, and here's what we think we're going to be. Okay. And they talked him into staying. And it looks like the right, I'm just, don't, don't believe, I tell, I, I teach this all the time, and I'm sure I've talked about it in this podcast before. I know I've talked about it on my, my, my live streams. It's called uh, healthy skepticism. Don't believe the first thing you read and don't believe it just because it agrees with your worldview. Look for alternate opinions. Says the guy who blocks conservative people on the internet because if, 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 if I find people who are misleading people, then I just block them. Well, that's not really listening to their ideas. There's a difference between ideas and facts. And that's the thing we're seeing now in sports, too. It's started this, this kind of like everybody wants to grab a headline is spreading into sports. That's true. And it's, it's, it's maddening. It is absolutely maddening. And I don't think people do enough to, to kind of curtail it, but that's just me. That is just me. All right, Craig, believe it or not, I have another engagement, so we have to wrap up this week. Sad. Sad. I spent about to be back. 30 minutes. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's good to be back. And, and we're, you know, this is, it's funny because uh, one last quick thing before we get to final thoughts. This week, I, I, I'm in the car and I was listening to Guru. And I, I, I sometimes listen to the fantasy talk during the, the offseason and sometimes I don't. I just happen to put on Guru. And he was talking and I got out of my car and I went to do something at work. And I got back in my car to go get lunch and Jeff Radcliffe was on. And Jeff Radcliffe is going over his tight end rankings in March. And I'm like, you can't do rankings this early. <laughs> and he and he said he's like every other guy. He's saying, so my number one is this guy. Now keep in mind, this could change. Things change. Here's my number two and three for now, because we're gonna keep an eye. If you have to give the the, the kind of like disclaimer every other person on your list, then you probably shouldn't be making a list yet. That's true. That is true. And the fact that this is happening sets Cinch off today. Cinch was like, it's freaking March. I haven't watched a baseball game yet. <laughs> and he's not wrong. But yeah, baseball has not officially started yet. Yeah. So. All right, final thoughts. What do you got for me? Um, I was just going to say the same kind of thing that, you know, I, I got that email today about Fantasy Pros doing their mock draft. It's not even mm -hmm. people. Let, let the draft happen first. And then sort of start because yeah. if you do it right now, it like everything is going to change. Like probably right after this podcast, we're going to get some news that we're going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that just happened." So, I guess you could make the yeah. Go ahead. 
Now say to just ease it back a little bit till like it, you know, let May get here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that you know, dynasty people might want to be doing it right now, but dynasty people don't know where the people they're looking at drafting are. And a guy who is like the eighth or ninth wide receiver in the draft right now goes up or down the board based on where his team, what team takes him. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's too early. Everybody just slow your roll. My final thought comes from work yesterday. I was sitting in my office and I was doing paperwork. I'm, I'm spending like two or three days a week in my office. I'm working remotely two or three days a week. Um, I, like I said, I've got a trip. I, I am not getting COVID before this trip. I got to last like another 40 days and I, I can get then after that, we'll try to get back to normalish. But I'm sitting in my office yesterday and one of the guys who works in my building walks through the door, takes one look at me and goes, you're back. And I'm like, well, I, I never really left. I just was working <laughs> from home some days and I'm here some days. And he goes, well, you're going to be back every day now, right? Because COVID's over. And I said, COVID isn't over. And he goes, well, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. I hear they're not going to make people get vaccines anymore. COVID must be over. Mm. And I looked at him and I said, but there's a lot of people still getting sick and there's still people dying. And he just kind of stared at me. I said, you can think what you want to think. That's your prerogative. I'm not treating COVID like it's over. And that's my urging to everybody out there is things are getting better. Now is not the time to get lax. Now is the time to loosen restrictions. Not saying not saying that restrictions have to stay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't rip off your mask and go stand among 700 people at a concert like it's 2019 again. We're not there yet, folks. Please be careful and please take care of yourselves because we're not completely out of this thing. I feel like we're on our way out, but we're not. Trust me, if I didn't think we were on our way out of this, I would not be getting ready to go take a cruise. I would not. So I was it, I don't know if I did I tell you about the cruise warning ship thing. No. Okay, so that's the end of my final thought. I'll tell you the story before we, we wrap up. So the CDC has this whole system for color-coding cruises and ships okay. to tell you how safe they judge them to be. Mm. And it's like a stoplight. Green, uh, yellow, orange, red, you know, and, and I think then there's like a gray for ships <laughs> that skull. aren't being... Yeah, skull <laughs> for like everyone's dead. Um, so I'm looking the other day, I'm like, I'm curious, I'm like, I wonder what the ship we're going on is going to be. And it's orange. And I'm like, well, that can't be good. And then I went and I looked what orange means. Orange means that people leaving the boat, 0.3% of them tested positive within a week of the trip. 0.3 on a boat that had over 2,000 people on it. That is not That's a lot of people. six people. That's six people out of 2,000. Six people out of 2,000 got COVID a week after the trip, and the ship gets investigated. That's how strictly these things are being watched still. That's all I'm saying is don't don't sit there and think that, you know, the nice weather's coming. I, I texted Craig today. I said, for my birthday in May, I want to go sit out in the hop yard and have a few beers. But don't think this thing is completely behind us. We still need to be careful. There's also another thing you need to do, and that is to leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Any of the podcast directories, you can leave us a review. If you don't have uh, a review available at the podcast directory of your choice, choice, please visit us on the Apple podcast page. That's uh, I found that most places just copy the reviews left on Apple anyway. Uh, you can also reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. And we are available via email if people still use such a thing. 
at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We love to hear from people. We love to hear from you guys during the offseason in particular. Um, so please reach out if you have any questions or suggestions. Craig, when is the NFL draft? Um, soon. NFL, NFL draft. draft. The race to find it. Thursday, <laughs> April 28th. We got to get working. Yeah, it's scary, man. They'll be here before you know it, sadly. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we'll probably we'll start working on our draft preview. I'll say, let's say, two weeks for our draft preview. Um, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to go through the elaborate network of resources to get a hold of the source. Cause he's our draft guy. He's the Mel Kuyper of our group. Um, and he's about as reclusive as Mel Cooper, is, uh, Mel Kuyper is. So, but anyway, all right. So thank you so much for listening. Hi to Deb. Hi Deb. Always got to sneak that in. Um, and we will be back next week where hopefully there'll be less for me to rage about and more in-depth discussion on what we can start looking forward to in the next year. Uh, but uh, until then, thank you so much for joining us. Continue to reach out to us. Continue to leave us reviews. We really appreciate it. Until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>